Hello and welcome to the Smarter Sales Show. This is a very special episode where we have scoured the planet to bring you the most amazing, awesome, wonderful expert on when it comes to sales differentiation. And this episode is going to blow your mind. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merritt Kahn and Julie Holmes. Welcome to the Smarter Sales Show, your, well, your weekly tech and, oh my gosh, I'm going to start my own thing again. <laughs> Welcome to the Smarter Sales Show, your weekly tech tips and technique tune-ups with a special focus on virtual selling so that you can sell more and stress less. I'm Merit Khan, your sales technique expert, and my co-host, Julie Holmes, your sales tech guru. Today, we are joined by a special guest expert, the author of Sales Differentiation, actually just one of two books that he authored on the topic of sales differentiation. And we've been talking about that theme for the last couple of episodes. Every month we'll take on a new theme, a four pack of different topics all about sales to help you stand out, sell more, stress less, especially when it comes to virtual selling. So I want to just cut to the chase and introduce this amazing expert to you. His name is Lee Sauls. Say hi, Lee. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Let me tell you just a little bit about this guy. I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation today because I've known Lee for probably, what, a decade? Yeah. Yeah. And let me just tell you, when, when companies are really concerned, they're not winning the deals that they should be at the prices that they want, organizations, executives, they call Lee Sauls, okay? He is a sales management strategist known across the globe. Uh, no joke. He's the real deal, okay? He's written not one book, but two books on sales differentiation, and those are only just a couple of books in the lineup of books that he has authored. Every one of them is really a good blend of process, you know, things that you can put into action right away, but creative ideas and stories that make it really easy to read. He's absolutely fantastic. I am really proud to be able to say that in my 20 plus years of being in business, Lee Sauls is one of the most upstanding guys I have ever had the privilege to do any work with. <laughs> we have worked together on several projects and um, I, I would just go so far to say, Lee, as you know, of all the people that I've met in my more than 20 years on the planet, um, he's, he's one of the good guys, smart as can be. And I'm going to stop talking because I can go on and on about how he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal and CNN and New York Times and MSNBC and ABC News. And oh, my gosh, I, I go on and on and on and on. But I'm just going to let you uh, listen for yourself for all of the amazing nuggets of brilliance you are gonna get from this uh, conversation today. So Merritt, are you saying for of all the people you've met in this world, I'm definitely one of them? <laughs> yeah, you're different. <laughs> you're different. That's what my wife says. <laughs> um, you 
know, and Lee, I, I know that you've uh, you've listened to some episodes of our show. We always love when our guests come prepared. So you know that we're really all about supporting salespeople, not just in what they say, but also in cool technology that helps them stand out. We really, we really cater to people who um, some people never may call, may never call themselves sales professionals. They, they are experts at what they do. And so right. they're really in a position to use their expertise to stand out and other people, you know, they know that they're in, in sales and, and they're, you know, struggling. Like, how do I stand out in this sea of sameness, especially now that everything's really kind of changed. Mm. Yeah. So right out of the gate, um, let's just start with, you know, why are you the best person to talk about sales differentiation oh well that's easy because i'm the best sales consultant in the world oh wait I, wait what are you Jake, laughing at me what? wait you're laughing at me no no you asked me why i'm qualified to write about near this you. what's We're that laughing virtually in your general direction ah, okay well i think your listeners may want to turn their their uh, video off right now because what did he just say he's the best sales consultant in the world and if you're thinking that, here's my question for you. Why do you think your prospects and clients feel any differently about you than you feel about me at this moment when you come marching in saying my company, my product, my services are the best? They don't, right? They feel exactly the same way about you that you feel about me right now. Yeah. I mean, I gave you that nice lead up and you then did. you kind of like, I let all the air out of the room, didn't I? (laughs) I was like, wow, Lee, really? I mean, (laughs) um, but you're right. I mean, salespeople are out there all in and, you know, it's good to be excited about what you sell. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, you know, are drawn to the sales profession and what they specifically sell because they feel passionate about it. But that passion alone doesn't make you different. That's your point. I'm is right. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to sell a product and service that that you believe in. If you don't, go sell something else. Right, right. But here's the biggest challenge that salespeople face today. I I can't tell you how often I visit with companies. I'm sure the two of you do this as well. And you hear from salespeople, you hear from executive teams say, wow, we've got the greatest things since sliced bread. We should never have to fight over price. And then you look at the sales data, lost over price, lost over price, dropped the price to below acceptable levels. Why? Because they are unable to get someone on the other side of the desk just as excited as they are about their differentiators. And here's the thing. If you can't get that person just as excited as you are about those differentiators, you may as well not have them because you know what the only conversation you're going to have is? Price. That's it. Yeah. And And we don't think enough about that. We introspectively say, boy, my company's great. We've got this wonderful technology. Now, how do we cross over and get that other person to see what we see. Mm. It's not easy. Do you think there's a possibility that a lot of times they don't even actually understand what it is that differentiates them or what they think that differentiates them isn't really what differentiates them? Yeah, it's a, a, you, you remind me of a story. So I did a sales differentiation program with a fitness manufacturer. And we went through this exercise and we talked about their differentiators. And I said, well, share one with me. And they said, well, we're USA manufactured. And I said, great. And why does that matter to someone you're selling to? And they said, you know, buy American, the USA brand, altruism. I said, okay, well, tell me more. 
And they said, well, our, our competitors are mostly in China. I said, okay. And so when you order equipment from China, can you have it here next day, next week? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it, it's at least three months, sometimes as long as six months. Interesting. So USA manufactured, yes, I get the altruistic part. And you know what? If you come across someone and that's really important to them, that's the conversation to have. But the stronger conversation is if you want your equipment in the next week or two weeks, you need to buy from a company that manufactures the equipment in the United States. And by the way, there aren't that many of them. Most of them are doing this overseas and it doesn't come in an envelope. It comes by ship, which is why it takes so long. And, and so, Julie, you bring up a great point. A lot of times we find we don't have enough clarity on what our differentiators are. And if we don't have that clarity, there's no way someone on the other side of the desk is going to get it. You know, I tell people all the time, what, they say, what's the biggest mistake you find with sales differentiation? You know what that is? We just toss out differentiators and we leave it to the person on the other side of the desk to figure out why that matters to them. We're the biggest. We're the smallest. We're niche. You know, we're a USA manufacturer. And we just toss out these expressions and we think someone on the other side of the desk is going to see just as much value in that as we do. And if we do that, one of two really bad things happens. They either never figure it out or they give it a meaning that's not going to help your deal. Mm. Yeah. I'll give you another example. Okay. Um, I live in Minnesota. And Minnesota's got a lot of screwiness to it, including our climate, which right now today, when I went to the gym, not the wind chill, the temperature was minus 17 degrees. Oh, my God. Mm -mm -mm. It yeah, I, would, I wouldn't drive to the gym. I would drive to the airport. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, someplace warm, please. Yes, anywhere. Okay, so Minnesota has all this screwiness. And one of the really odd things about Minnesota is in just about every county, Every homeowner and every business contracts for their own trash removal. And I'm sure it's not that way where you live, right? That's done by the city. Yeah. So on Wednesday mornings, there's a parade of garbage trucks coming down my street representing every hauler you can imagine. And each one of them doing seemingly the same thing. Truck pulls up to the home, arm extends out, grabs the can, lifts it up, dumps the contents into the truck. Truck drives away and you get an invoice at the end of the month. And the CEO, one of these companies reaches out to me and says, Lee, I believe we have meaningful value. I believe that we're different. I believe we shouldn't have to fight over price. And I believe that my salespeople are ineffective at positioning that meaningful value. Mm -hmm. And I was intrigued because I see this every Wednesday morning. I've got a home office and I see the parade every Wednesday and it all looks the same to me. But you know what? He was right on all counts. They did have meaningful differentiators. But their salespeople, not only didn't they see them, they didn't know how to have the conversation about mm. them. Mm. And one of their differentiators is they have this garbage truck, that, I'm sorry, this truck that follows the garbage truck and cleans your garbage cans twice a year. And they're the only ones in Minnesota that have it. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. Right? Yeah. But their salespeople never got to have the conversation about that differentiator because most homeowners, just like me, say, okay, it all looks the same. The only conversation I want to have is price. Save me a nickel, I'll switch to you. Right. So we developed what I call a positioning question, which is an open-ended question, non-yes, no, that maps back to one of your differentiators, 
designed to help people think differently about the solutions they have or could have. Okay. And this was a question that they were to ask right after they introduced themselves to the homeowner. So first thing that comes out of their mouth is, when's the last time you had your garbage cans cleaned? Because we know they never have unless they did it themselves. And if you've ever had the privilege of cleaning your garbage cans, you know how miserable that is. Yes, especially in minus 17, geez. No kidding. <laughs> and think about what we did there. Right in that moment, we helped someone think differently about something as simple as trash, not because of something we said, but rather a question that we asked. Yeah, why isn't someone cleaning my garbage cans? And so often salespeople rely just on perception type questions, pain questions, challenge questions. And if we relied on those, if we asked a question like, what are three things you'd like to have that you don't have today? No one would say, I'd love it if someone cleaned my garbage cans because you don't know what exists. Right. And that's why we yep. need these positioning questions. God, that's so smart because what we think differentiates us doesn't matter at all. It's really only important what they think. And Absolutely. if we you know, just come out with this laundry list of features and benefits um, that we think should be important to them, but that aren't important to them or that they don't even know they should ask for in the first place, um, then our differentiators aren't differentiating us. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the mistake that we make is, I know, Merrick, you've got a son. I've got three kids. Do your kids like to be lectured? Oh, my son hangs on my every word. I'm sure. Oh, just like my three. <laughs> right. And I'm sure neither of you like to be lectured either. But that's what we like to do. We like to come in and lecture buyers on all the things that they're doing wrong mm. and, and what a better alternative would be. Mm. And it backfires. We have to lead them down the path and help them to see what we see. And the way we do that is with questioning. And a great parallel is if you think about a court setting, if you've been to court or you watch court television or Law & Order, which is my favorite show, you know attorneys don't testify, yeah. right? They ask questions in a specialized way of a witness to paint a picture for the decision-making group, the jury, so they see exactly what they want that jury to see. Yeah. And that's what we that's need to so do in smart. sales. Ask questions, lead them down the path until they see what we see. Hmm. You know, it's really interesting because even in the last episode, Merritt, you and I were talking about the true way to differentiate in sales is to make it so easy for your buyer. Yeah. How easy can you make it for your prospect? And Lee, that's exactly what you're really saying, right? We can't leave the work on them. It's not the onus isn't on our prospect or our buyer, the onus is on us to give them all the information that they need, all the flavor and nuance that they need to go to the right place. But yeah. we have to first open the door and, and create a level of receptivity that they want to yeah. hear that information. So with that example of when's the last time you had your garbage cans cleaned? Now that they've been, I mean, you can, you can see the person going, yeah, you know, why isn't someone cleaning my garbage cans? Well, actually, that's something we do for our clients. And by the way, it's included. We don't charge for that uh, additionally for the service. Now yeah. they want to hear about it. Right. And what we like to do is we like to lecture. You know, let, let me tell you everything about our company. And, if, and we actually think we're engaging with people. We're not. We're lecturing and then I'm like, oh, boy, how long do I got to listen to this? Right. 
You know, a lot of uh, companies are, I mean, everybody's making this transition to virtual selling. I think it's a, it's a good time for companies to really dive into this question of, you know, how do we position our differentiators? Because they're really uh, looking at new ways of working with customers, new ways of prospecting, new ways of of uh, carrying out their sales process in this virtual selling environment that's not going away. Um, so I, I think it's a good time to package in like, well, let's look at not just how are we selling virtually now, but how, how can we change up some of the questions? What yeah. would you say to companies um, that are really looking at how to be different, different, differentiated um, in terms of virtual selling, because it used to be that selling, like meeting on a, on a Zoom platform or something was a differentiator. Now it's the same. Now yeah. it's just how a meeting mm -hmm. is done. Yeah. Um, and I know you and I, all three of us actually, we, we speak often at um, large events and conferences. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, now they're hybrid events, but pretty soon we're not even going to call them hybrid events because they'll just be events. That's just yeah. how we're going to do it. Yeah. So what are you seeing is uh, are ways that companies can differentiate using these questions and virtual? Well, and the first thing is we didn't accept the fact that virtual selling is here to stay. This is yeah. not a fad. Uh, it has proven out. There are studies that have come out that buyers prefer to buy this way. So what I think you're going to see pandemics over that we're going to be a lot smarter. We're going to say, you know, we increase sales productivity if we virtually sell. So where are the environments, environments where we can be successful selling in a virtual manner versus putting someone in a car or on a plane, right? We lose all that productivity time. Right. The other thing that we find is in virtual meetings, I'm sure you find this as well. When you meet in person, there's a lot of chit chat, call it rapport building, right? When you meet in person, you don't have that in a zoom environment, the expectation is let's go, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause I get asked that of my salespeople and said, boy, well, how do you build rapport in a virtual environment? You know, because they talk about, you know, I come in, I look for something in the office that we can bond around, or I talk yeah. about the weather. That's not what people want in this virtual environment. They have a fixed appointment in their calendar. They've given you, let's say 30 minutes. It's let's go. And bonus, if you get it done in 20, <laughs> right if you can give them that extra 10 minutes which means they get to refresh their coffee and have a bio break that is an absolute bonus and, and that's something that if you look at every step of your sales process if that i'm hoping that most organizations have done that and say okay how do we how do we effectively handle this step in a virtual environment so i'll jump to the very end the proposal stage right in in an in-person environment we would bring that proposal to them and we'd hand it to them and walk them through it. On a virtual environment, you know what a lot of salespeople do? Email. They click send. That's right. They click send and <laughs> ship it over. Oh, Not our listeners. Not yeah, our listeners. listeners. Our you listeners know, know better. <laughs> Breaking it. my app heart. Right. So they send it over. And if you didn't already know this, here's what the buyer does. It's a 17-page proposal, and they flip to what page? Last 17, one. right? Because <laughs> they want to see the price. And they're going to look at the number, and if they don't love the number, you'll never hear from them again. Yep. So what we need to do is schedule a Zoom meeting just like this to walk them through the proposal. 
and, and then get their feedback on it, see what reactions they have to the overall solution. Because we can make adjustments to the solution and that's the only way we should be talking about a price adjustment, not just, oh, you don't like the price? Well, let me knock 20% off for you. Right. Yep. You exactly. know that's reality. That happens all the time. Sure. And we, and we think we're actually making progress. If you put a price in front of someone and then they push back on you a little bit and you say, well, let me see if I can get that price down 20%. And, and you do, and you're expecting a warm reaction. What you get is you piece of fill in the blank. You were trying <laughs> to rip me off, yeah. right? It's like the old cartoons. You were looking for sucker on my forehead. So, <laughs> so you need to be mindful of that when, when you get to that price discussion. But as we yeah. look at those proposals, we walk them through it. Yep. Now, now, the mistake that a lot of salespeople make with that is they say, what I want to do is schedule a time to walk you through the proposal. Now, I don't know if the two of you know this. There's only one person in the world who cares what you want. You know who that is? <laughs> it's mom. No, it's mom. Oh. It's mom. <laughs> no one else cares what you want. So you have to position that conversation as being of value to them. Yeah. Right? So it's not, I want to schedule a time because I want to take you through the proposal. It's, you know, Oftentimes when uh, our clients see our proposals, they have lots of questions. I can't think of a time when they didn't. So what we do is we schedule a time to walk you through it, address whatever questions that you have, and then I'll send it over to you afterwards so that you can uh, share it with your colleagues. Now, at the end of that conversation, before you click send, you said you understand what the process is from there. Yep. Right. So it's not walk them through and then click send. It's walk them through understand what happens from this point going forward, what they're going to do with the document and make sure there's a next scheduled interaction. Well, you know, you're not going to click send on the email, right, Julie? What are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to put that proposal somewhere where you can track it with analytics. That's even and then you're better. You're going to send them a link to that proposal <laughs> yes. so that you're going to be able to tell exactly when they look at that proposal and how much time they spent on page 17. Even better. And by the way, when constructing a proposal, if it's 17 pages, <laughs> pricing should not be on page 17. No. Put it on page 14 so that they actually have to go through content to actually get to the number. I like that. That's good. Yep. That's a great, <laughs> absolutely true. Can you just say a little bit more about the, the building, the, re the relationship part in the mm. beginning? I get how differentiating on the proposal aspect, but, yeah. you know, I, I think a lot of people are struggling because they, they know how to read the room. They know how to read body language and yep. do all of those things in person, but it's, it's so different um, on zoom. How, how do you see it done? Well, so are we talking about a presentation or a discovery meeting, just a discovery meeting. Okay. Discovery meeting. So first question, once you get into that room, if you don't know 100% the answer to it, is what was it that I said that led you to take a meeting with me today? Yeah. The answer to that charts the course for the whole discovery meeting. Yeah, I can see that. And that really is a different way of starting a meeting because the, the prospect, to your point earlier, is expecting you to just start with the dog and pony show because that's what everybody else is doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then, then the second question, uh, again, here's what salespeople like to do. They like to say, what I want to do today, Merit, is X, Y, and Z. 
What I've just conveyed to you in the first few seconds of our meeting is it's all about me and my commission check. Right. Right. And we've been taught this sales best practice. You set an agenda for that discovery meeting. No, 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 no. You propose an agenda. Merit, for this to be a great use of your time today, what is it you want to make sure we talk about? Yeah, that's good. Ah, refreshing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it just feels good when you say yeah, it. Yeah, like it sets that. a different tone. And yeah. this is all about, we talk about differentiating. The reality is the differentiating of what you have, you know, the, the, the product, the service technology, every day, those get narrower and narrower and more and more blurry. Mm-hmm. So we also have to look at differentiating how we sell and look at every touch point, every interaction we have and challenge ourselves with this question. What is it that I can do different than the competition that my buyers will find meaningful? So it's not different for the sake of different. It's meaningful differentiation. And there is a difference between that. There's a video series I do called the Sales Differentiation Minute. And I opened this one episode and I'm wearing my wife's beach hat. It's different. And I asked the, the viewers, I said, do you find value in me wearing my wife's beach hat? And of course, they say no, and I toss it away, right? We have to think of every touch point, every interaction from the initial outreach, the discovery meeting, the presentation, uh, the proposal delivery, all the way through customer service, account management, and ask ourselves that fundamental question. What is it we can do different than the competition that our buyers will find meaningful? And, and I'm working with a, a CFO group. And one of the things that that they do is in the discovery phase, they do a complementary diagnostic analysis. So they they analyze the business. So they're making an investment in the relationship before anyone puts dollars on the barrel. Hmm. And and whether they contract with this firm or not, that business owner gets value from that tool. Hmm. And, And so that's what we talk about. It's meaningful value. The competitors don't do it. And they're like, wow, this is really cool. If this is how they work with me before I'm a client, you can only imagine what it would be like once I've signed on the dotted line. Yeah, that's that's really important. I, I like that as a strategy. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can uh, apply that to their own business. Um, one of the other things I know we're getting to the end of our time today, I could talk oh to you gosh. about this forever, um, but you do mention in your book, the uh, 19 powerful strategies to win more deals at the prices you want. Um, can you leave us with your personal favorite, the one that you think above all the others is like, if you did nothing else from the whole book, which by the way, I've read cover to cover, it is excellent. Um please go out and get this book. Um, but what would you say? What's your favorite one? I'm going to actually give you one that's not in that book. Ooh, bonus. A bonus. We should have like a sound for that. <laughs> there you go. That would be the sound. That would be the sound, Mary. You have that and okay. I have a dog toy. Let's oh, all right. There you go. <laughs> okay. So now imagine this. I don't care if it's a virtual meeting, an in-person meeting. You just had an outstanding meeting. And I mean the one where you position your differentiators, they loved them. They had problems that you can address every which way under the sun. Mm. You've got action items. They've got action items. I mean, it's so good you could taste this deal. (laughs) And you come out of that meeting and you remember every minute of it 
like your favorite movie? What's your favorite movie? Uh, I'll give you my Caddyshack. I can go line by line of Caddyshack. Okay. Okay. It's that good. You remember every bit of it. And here's the flaw. Airplane. Airplane. (laughs) I was under over and he was underdone. (laughs) Picked the wrong week to quit. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now here's the flaw. We think they remember that meeting just as vividly as we do. It doesn't dawn on us that they had six other meetings that day, 125 emails, 16 voicemail messages, each one of them layering on top of that meeting, making everything that we've talked about a distant memory. Mm. So there's a strategy, I call it the recap email strategy. And you send this the same day as the meeting. And it has five components. The first one is called your objectives, meaning what they said they're trying to accomplish. The second section is how we, meaning us, can help. And we that's where we talk about, again, remind them of those differentiators that they love so much. My to-do list, meaning the things I have to get done. Your to-do list, which are the things they said they need to get done. And next steps. If it's we've scheduled a next meeting, what have you. Now think about what we've done there. And by the way, this is a strategy that 99.999% of salespeople don't do. So Mm. when you talk about differentiating yourself, this meets that definition. They don't bother. They don't even think about it. And if you're in that small percentage that, that does that, think about what you've done. You demonstrate genuine interest in the account because it does take a little time to put that together. You stand out from the competition, not just for what you're selling, You stand out as a salesperson across the board because you've invested the time to to put that together. And how many times have you had a follow-up meeting where they said, oh yeah, I'm going to get you this. I'm going to do that. And you get there. Oh, I forgot. That's right. I was supposed to talk to Phil and I was supposed to send you this spreadsheet. It never happened. Well, this is how you keep your deal on track because you put everything in writing. I love that. That's right. And, and we know we met with one person and at most decision-making processes, there are several people that are involved. And you write this recap email in such a way it can be forwarded to other people so they can be brought up to speed on that meeting that you've just had. Mm -hmm. Huge fan of the recap email. It does take some time. It costs you nothing in terms of dollars. And you stand out from all the other salespeople calling on that individual. And if you watched last episode... Or listen to the last episode, you'll be able to use some of the tools that I said that allow you to create exactly that recap email. <laughs> yes, Lee, I adore you. You and I are like kindred <laughs> spirits. I'm watching. I'm watching like your facial expression. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh, yes, actually, like, oh, oh, yes, yes. We have so. joined up on our figments. Which <laughs> yes, we have. Background. And now we've joined up on our follow-up emails, which is awesome. Okay. It's just like a love fest over here. Between I, know. <laughs> I know. I can see why you like him so much, Merit. I do. I really do. Um, I do also know one other special thing about you, Lee, that uh, you've got this other, well, no, let's keep it clean. I know that you wrote a second book on sales differentiation and it's coming out in September of 2021. Um, but there was a special section you wrote uh, uh, for virtual selling. So just give us a little snapshot of what we could, what we have to wait for and uh, All right. about virtual selling. 
Yes. So the new book is titled Sell Different. It is already up on Amazon if you wanted oh, to pre-order it. Great. When I contracted with HarperCollins for this book, there was not a chapter on virtual selling, but there is now. And the book doesn't come out until September, which is not overly helpful to you as you sit here trying to navigate this whole virtual selling space. So what I did was I pulled out from that chapter 40 best practices, and I put them in an ebook that you can get for free. Free? Going, yeah. We love free. We love free. Go to virtualsellingbestpractices.com, and you'll see you can grab that ebook right there. 40 ways that you can be differentiating yourself in a virtual selling environment, all best practices, things you can immediately put into practice today to win more deals at the prices you want. Well, that, well, is that awesome. sounds to me like that's the challenge that we end with today, Merritt. What do you yes, think? I definitely. Right. Here it is. Go get your free, free, capital F-R-E-E, free, no charge, <laughs> nada, nothing. Go get that free ebook that Lee is generously sharing. <laughs> So go get that free ebook and pick one, even just one of those strategies and implement it in the next week. Even and just one will make a difference. Start there. That's your challenge. Merritt, get the clapper ready. I got one more. Okay. One more. Ready? Ready. Okay. So HarperCollins did this deal with Amazon. I was left out of it. I just found out on the back end. For the month of February, the Kindle version of sales differentiation is $1.99. They've lost their minds. Why would well, you take a best-selling book and do somewhere. it for $1.99? But they have. Um, it's for the month of February. So I'd grab it before it's gone. Well, yeah, that's a cheaper than a Starbucks. So make that magic happen. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, so we will put a link to that special deal on the book as well as the ebook. That'll all be in the show notes. If you're listening on a podcast, it'll be in the attachments um, where we have our special free resources page. And that page is going to take you to everything that you want. So all the resources that Julie has mentioned in the episode that she did specifically on tech differentiation and ever all the resources that Lee has just generously shared and the, the stuff that I'm loading up for the episode on technique differentiation, everything will be in one spot for you. So be sure to check the show notes or the attachments. Um, and yeah. So there you go. Yeah, well, I know, I don't know about everyone else. I know that I feel smarter on this show um, and that I have learned some wonderful, cool tips. Thank you, Lee. I really appreciate all your generosity in sharing those with us. Well, thank you. I had a blast. Um, and I if you love want talking to get sales even smarter in sales every week, please take a minute and go and subscribe to the Smarter Sales Show. You can subscribe to us on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Sales Experts Channel, any of those will do. And your five-star reviews help other people to find the sales tech and technique they need to be successful, especially in this virtual selling world. And it helps others to meet cool expert guests like Lee Sauls. Absolutely. We, uh, we love that. We love when you share the show. We love your reviews. And if your company is planning a conference or a virtual or live in person, um, we'd love to know a little bit more about how we might be able to help you. Um, let's see, I should probably say that differently. If you are struggling to create a conference that's really going to connect with your attendees and you have got to do something different to capture their attention and enthusiasm, then you are definitely going to want to reach out to one of the three of us. I don't know if we can help you, but it definitely makes sense to give us a shout and let us 
see if we're, we might be a match. Did I, did I do good lead there? How's that? That was perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. I shared Katie, a tear. Thank you so much for your one. time. We can't thank you enough for sharing your expertise and your wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for watching the Smarter Sales Show. I'm Julie Holmes. And I'm Merritt Kahn. See you soon. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.